0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Elm Park Rules podcast. I'm your host for today, at Alex Everson. Uh, I'm joined today by Matt Lansley. Hi Matt, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty good after yesterday. Uh, going to discuss the result from yesterday. Massive three points away at Portman Road. Reading beating Ipswich 2-1. And we're going to start off the podcast today by just taking a look at EPR three from yesterday got some good ones nascent Paul pray for Nelson it's uh, potentially a uh, potentially a big blow sure. for us uh, Martin Ridley mill and shit yeah potentially as well Dave Stevens worth the trip yeah worth the trip for all the reading fans I'm sure uh, Daniel Curtis voice missing help Yeah, I know the feeling there, Daniel. (laughs) And uh, in the same boat. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I think most Reading fans are going to be in the same boat after that last minute winner. Um, Moving on to the match yesterday, Matt. um, The result, obviously, was massive for Reading, being a a huge three points, which lifts us no further up the table, but seems to be very significant in terms of in result.
1: What do you think? I, I just think obviously with, with the way things have been going lately, and especially, Reading's tendencies to throw away late points, and the fact that they nearly did, but they still managed to battle back. I think mentally it could be fantastic for the players because they've they've suffered quite a lot in the past few weeks with, like I say, conceding late goals, and the fact that they were able to, they they still nearly did. But the fact that they still came through that and managed to get a win in such an important game—I mean, I don't think that you, you you could underestimate the importance of of that goal. And um, if had we not have got that goal, what what could have been the implications to our season, really? So I, I just think psychologically it could be absolutely massive for the players. Yeah
0: well obviously the goal keeps us out of the relegation zone with Rotherham winning as well yesterday against Blackburn at home so we're still out of the relegation zone on goal difference currently. Um, the actual game itself it wasn't the best quality game I've been to I have to say um, but there was a couple of moments of real quality. Nelson's goal in the first half was a fantastic finish. Um, Blackett's pass for McCleary to run on was lovely. Um,
1: and I'm not sure it's really received the credit it deserves. I think Blackett's performance in on the hold hasn't received the credit. Well, I think ev- ev- everyone's praising a lot of the players, but I think Blackett, in particular, yesterday was one of the standout players. He was very, very solid, and like you say, his passing, his crossing was very good. He, I think, in general, he had a fantastic game, to be honest, and him and McCleary down the left were brilliant for the time that the time that they are on until yeah. McClure went off.
0: But Yes, uh till, until McCleary came off in the second half. Um but he did get the assist for the first goal, which is his second assist in two games now. Nelson finished that finished that chance off very nicely, um, putting it into the top corner, celebrating right in front of the Ipswich fans who were giving him quite a lot of stick
1: during the game. Quite a few videos of emerged um, of that as well. I, I think I've watched it on repeat quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't
0: seen the, uh, the video, I would urge you to go and try and find it on Twitter. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere of uh, the goal being filmed from the Ipswich end. Um, and a celebration in front of them. Celebrated by Reading and Norwich fans alike, I think. <laughs> I would almost suggest Norwich fans celebrated as much as Reading fans, yes. Yes. Um, agent Nelson as they seem to have uh seem to have named him um moving on to the second half obviously Ipswich started to really throw men forwards in that second half and uh eventually it did pay off for them um with with Edwards getting the equalizer relatively late on um against against spreading finishing at the near post past Martinez um I mean this one to me looked a bit like it was a just a case of uh poor tracking back again from our midfield. Um defensively we did seem to, to to really we we held out Ipswich relatively well. And Martinez made a number of good saves though, it has to be said. Um but the goal itself came from a left hand side cross uh from Ipswich. Barrow seemed to lose his man on the far side, not not track the full back coming coming up the wing. Um and then the, the ball kind of bounced around on the edge of the area, came back into the area and Edwards Edwards beat Blackett at the uh at the left hand left hand side. Um so the goal itself wasn't a great one to concede again. Uh however with the amount of men that Ipswich were throwing forwards, do you really think it was uh one which could have been avoided, Matt?
1: Um I don't I was I was at the game and just watching it. Um it 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 almost seemed inevitable at some point they were going to score because they were just going so gung ho they were just putting, you know it was it was just attacking in numbers and it, it is quite hard to defend against when, you know when a team is doing that and it seems to be so desperate from the other team but it it it, it you you could say it was quite quite a poor goal to concede it was pretty scrappy but but I mean I I think. Like, like I say, when 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 they're putting so many men forward, it's and when you've got a defence that is prone to the mistake like ours is, it's kind of almost inevitable it might happen. Like you, obviously, it exposes them quite a lot on the to the counter, but but yeah, no. I, I, what watching the game, I was almost waiting for Rips which to score if we didn't get a second. So
0: unfortunately, but it was unfortunate given that we. We did see that last week with Rotherham getting that late equaliser. When we just, we sat back and we sat back, and Gomez did mention it in his interview about how he wanted us to try and control the ball more after we did take the lead. But unfortunately, it doesn't it doesn't seem like we've really quite cottoned on to that
1: idea of how how best to control the game once we've taken the lead. I think it, it was it was always going to be hard against Ipswich though, because I mean, immediately once they went a goal down. Or even if it was still a even if they were still drawing, they they knew they had to win and we knew they had to win to, you know, keep any hope of survival alive. So they were always going to chuck, you know, as many men forward if that situation arose because it was their last chance. So I think it was always going to be a hard one to control. I mean, it was almost one that they that you know, Reading kind of would have had to put to bed in the first half, get 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 a couple of goals in the first half, then it would have made it very difficult for Ipswich.
0: Yes, yeah. agreed. Um, Reading really could have done with getting that second goal earlier. Um, put That's us through, put us through quite quite a lot of stress in the way, and um, it has to be said. Mm. Um, but we did manage to get the second goal. However late it did come, um, Mo Barrow managing to uh, to score there in the uh, last minute, putting the ball past the Ipswich keeper sent the away fans into complete delirium, it has to be said. Um I've woken up with Bruce Rins and a lost voice,
1: but it it's probably worth it. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think there's been that those kind of scenes in, in a Reading away and for quite some time, that's for sure. No, <laughs> not, no, not definitely quite. not in the last few years. No. <laughs>
0: not, not since Fulham Away, it's it's gotta be said. Hmm. Um so that's, that's our second away win in, in 27 attempts, uh, which is, you know, it's it's moving as slowly up the table. Uh, we've now managed to gain, gain points on Millwall, who lost yesterday against Norwich. We're now only one point behind Millwall. We're only two points behind Wigan, who we play next week, um, which we'll, we'll preview it later on in the episode. Um, how important, though, do you think that goal is, Matt, from Barrow in terms of not psychologically for the players but more for the fans who uh if if twitter is to be believed then the uh after that Ipswich equaliser the season was done and we might have well
1: folded the folded the club <laughs> um yeah i think you know we said it we said it a little bit earlier but i mean i think for i think for the for the fans it keeps it keeps the belief there you know because i mean fans are almost getting into the mindset that you know that 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 conceding late goals was the norm we were throwing away points against teams around us and i mean had we not have got that goal you know we would have thrown away points against Rotherham twice Bolton once you know it, in late situations like it 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 would have been you know the fourth time against teams around us we we'd done that i mean for the i think for the fans as well as the players psychologically it could have been it, it, it could have almost been game over, especially with the results around them as well. Rather than winning at home, big win against um, against Blackburn, that probably give them quite a lot of confidence going into their into their running. They've got so I think just as a whole, the I, I think the importance of that goal can't can't be underestimated really, because it is it was such a such a huge goal, and I think you saw it in the players afterwards as well when they came over to the fans and you know because I think. You know the fact the fans were absolutely tremendous yesterday. They were second to none yesterday. It, it was it was probably one of the best away days in quite a long time. I mean, I know it's not really hard to beat with the run of away games we've been on, but but um, but yeah, I think I think for everyone it, it just gives that 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 boost to, to to the club as a whole, the players, the fans, the staff.
0: There was some real togetherness at the final whistle it has to be said the the players coming over to the, to the away fans at the final whistle you could see that you could see the passion and how much it meant to them to get that win mm-hmm. um I mean the, the celebration for the second goal with the players ending up in, in the away end uh, was was fantastic to see mm-hmm. um and the, yeah there did seem to be a real sense of togetherness after yeah. the uh, after the
1: final whistle. I think a lot a, a lot of credit has to be given to Barrow though as well, I think, because obviously Barrow hasn't played that much football of late either. He's been on the bench quite a lot. He hasn't really had any injury. You know, he he's 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 been put down the pecking order a little bit, you know, by the likes of McCleary, Maytay, you know, even Callum Harriet sometimes like playing playing over him, you know. So I think a lot of credit has to go to him as a person to, you know, keep keep his professionalism and, you know Really, really keep keep it going when it when it's mattered really and he he came on and you know got got such a crucial goal i think a lot of credit has to go go to him really as well so yeah agreed he 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 didn't he didn't seem to do all
0: that much before that goal i, I would i would probably say it he didn't really add too much when he came on he did excite the fans slightly um but there wasn't really much end product uh from that from that left hand side uh, once he came on, but I agree he's, he has managed to kind of keep going. He's been very professional about the whole situation being knocked down the pecking order behind, yeah, Meite and McLeary, uh, who are both starting over him. Um, and that is it. That is his second goal this season. Both both goals have come very, very late on and both have gained his points. So it, it, he did well to keep a cool head there and finish it because... It, it was bobbling, It was quite a hard chance. Probably, it wasn't an easy chance. Um, it, maybe the keeper could have could have come come for it. I'm not sure if he would have got there, but um, certainly both his goals this season have been huge goals and the importance of uh, of getting us those extra extra three points that he's now earned us this season from those late goals. Mm. Um, so, I mean. Aside from Barrow yesterday, we obviously had uh, we had what four loan signings play, or was it all five? So sort of loan signings play. Uh, five, all five, yeah, all, all five. five. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it can be underestimated how important any of them have been since they've come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I and mean, we can go through each of them and, and discuss each any of their importance is importance to the team now. Um, but the 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 key one for me seems to be Martinez. He he is way and above our level in terms of a championship keeper, and I think he would probably championship. Yeah, Where's I think he would walk into most teams in in the bottom half of the Premier League without without a struggle. Mm. Um, I actually read a tweet this morning about: Has there ever been a a case where you've seen a loan signing come in in January and then win Player of the Season? Uh, because it, currently, Martinez is the difference between us losing and winning matches. And I fully agreed with it. I don't know who tweeted it um, off the top of my head, but I fully agree with the tweet. It, Martinez has got a very good case. If he keeps these kind of performances up from now and the next 10 games, there's no reason why he
1: couldn't go on and win player of the season for us, despite only signing in January. mm. Well, I think when 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 you look at his performances it's not just his shot stopping it's his distribution it's his decision making he's so commanding in his box I mean every, every, every cross that seems to come in he's he comes out and he seems to catch it so calmly or even if he has to punch he's he, he's almost what what he's he's probably what a defender dreams of you know having having in goal be, behind him because he seems to be so so assertive and then he his shot stopping is second to none in this league. I mean, I've like, I've, so, some of the saves he pulled off. I mean, especially yesterday, the save in the first half. I, I can't remember who who the guy was, but it got got pa- passed about a couple of times to to a guy who was wide on the left hand side for them, and he tried to cut it across goal. He kept it low. He couldn't he couldn't really have done anything more. The Ipswich player and Martinez had no right to save it. To be honest, he had no right to save it, and he held it as well. And and, so and he held more it, yes, yeah, yeah. which. I mean, like, and I think what 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 you said about him winning Player of the Season. If he keeps this up, then I I can't really see anyone else that you can put put in front of him. To be fair, because he is he's just he's been tremendous. And I think if I was to choose, if 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 we could just choose one loan signing to keep. I mean, I know some people might say Olivier and stuff for his goal scoring, but I, Martinez is just he's a different class. He is an absolutely different class. And like you say, I'm kind of surprised no Premier League team has come in for him yet because he could easily walk into probably even a mid-table Premier League side to be fair with with, with, his, with his with his shot stopping with his distribution, almost perfect for like a waltz or someone
0: Yes, uh, yeah definitely with his distribution, he he played a, a fantastic drop kick must have been an 80 yard drop kick um, out of his hands to McCleary at one point yesterday which set up a chance for McCleary And the ball basically travelled from our penalty area and went out for a goal kick to Ipswich. McCleary put it just wide. It must have taken about five seconds, six seconds at the very most. Mm -hmm. Um, His distribution is is completely on a different level uh, to what we've seen in the last five, six years, I would say. We haven't had a keeper who can distribute the ball like this in a long, long time, if ever.
1: To be fair, when when, when when I think about keepers in general, I don't think... He, 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 even some of the p- top Premier League goalkeepers, when you look at the top Premier League goalkeepers like Alisson or Edison, it, it, his his kicking is so so good. It's almost on a par with them. I mean, it is some 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 of the kicks he does are just stupendous. Like like say that one yesterday for McCleary, I remember just watching it and just thinking, like how 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 is a keeper doing that? You know, <laughs> I like, I mean you talk you talk about outfield players having good good passing, but. It's 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 almost like Martinez is our best kicker of or best passer in the team. <laughs> yes, some some, yeah, some, some 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 of the passes he picks out are just they're crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, so of course Martinez
0: isn't our only loan signing. We've spoken a little bit about Oliveira as well um, and his goal yesterday. Um, unfortunately, after the match, Gomez did say in his interview that both of them have picked up injuries going um Mar- Oliveira looked to appear like he came off with a hamstring injury which Gomez has said looks to be quite serious um what do you think that does in terms of affect our relegation chances if he's if he's now out for a number of weeks
1: they're not going to help them obviously <laughs> um but it's 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 hard to say. I think a lot of it depends on Varson's fitness as well. Because I think if Bodvarson can can come back in and go into the starting lineup, then I think you know it is it's going to hamper our chances a bit. Because you know mentally, it, you know seeing Olivier on the team sheet is such a boost for the fans. And when you don't see him on the team sheet, because he's he, he's he's a level above you know any of the strikers we've got. His his movement, his hold up play, his passing, his finishing, his his all round game is is. So so much better, I think, than you know, Bodvarson or Meite. and I think if if Bodvarson if his injury is a bit of a long term one as well, we could find it a bit difficult, I think, because I'm yet to be convinced by Meite out front. I know he had that scoring run of, I think it was five five or six goals in five games or something. Yeah, six six goals, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, but since 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 then, I mean, he he. he I find it. I find it quite difficult to say because I, I do love him as a player because he seems like a fantastic guy. He always tries. He'll always run his socks off, but he, he has very little end product. You know, he, even even when he's when he's out out on the wing, you know, he 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 struggles with 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 crossing, with passing. But then when he when he's fronted with a chance, you know, he has very little right foot. He can't really take a chance on his right foot. So I think it might almost be a case of put, putting putting Danny Loader in almost which again he hasn't set set the world on fire when he's been in the team and I, I think everyone's got to remember how young he is as well you know he's only only 18 but to almost put him into a situation like this where we might be relying on him you know it, it, it's a lot not, to put on no, your shoulders yeah it's a lot to put on put on a young kid's shoulders i mean he, he's he's doing very well in the under 23s yeah but there's such a big gulf between under 23s and and first team but yeah, is it's 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 not gonna help help the chances. Um but I think we can we we can just hope it's not a it seems to be a wait and see uh situation yeah.
0: currently. And we've gotta we've gotta just hope that he's not out for oh, yeah. six, eight weeks and yeah, and we that he's able really come back to come back in you too much. Yes, and hope hope that he's out back in two or three weeks, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um of course we've also got uh Matt Meisger in defence who to me reminds me a lot of when Matt Upson came in to the club on loan and you could tell immediately when Upson came in on loan that he wasn't a he wasn't a division as it was at the time a division one player um and that he should be playing at a higher level I'm surprised that Chelsea have still got him on their books if only because a lot of Premier League teams should have shown interest in him um Mm. Given his performances for us so far,
1: it's 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 almost like the same situation as Martinez. Um, uh, yeah, I'd I, have totally agree. Because I mean, and to be to be fair, um, Miazga he came into Chelsea with a lot with a lot of promise. I think he came from the MLS. He came, I, I can't remember. I, I think I think it was one of the Red Bull clubs over there. You know, they they tried to sign him down as a as 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 a star player contract or whatever they call it over there. Um, but decided to come over to to Europe, and he came over with a lot of promise, and I think since he's come out since he's come over here he's he's he he has done very well and especially for us he's he he, again he's 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 a very very big guy he's very commanding in the air Um, and him and Moore have seemed to have almost put put together quite 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 a good partnership between the two of them
0: it's very quickly settled the centre-back situation at the Mm -hmm. club um before christmas when Moore was injured there was a there was a lot of, who do we play at centre-back? Um And obviously, when we played Rotherham away, we ended up with McIntyre and Black at centre-back. And that's what, f- fifth and sixth choice centre-backs potentially at that point? I'm not sure how well, far down they're centre-back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, since Miskis come in, it, it really has. I mean, does anybody even remember that Tiago Ellori played for us this season?
1: I mean, probably not. Well I think I, I think like like you say there was a lot of uncertainty when Ilori when, when Ilori left but it's 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 just been so nice how he's coming in. And just is. he's 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 just put you know, those two have just kind of put, put those positions now on lockdown it's almost like it's 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 nice to have almost a settled you know, almost almost back back three unit in Martinez Moore and um Miazga, and then also the fullback seems to pretty much settle down with Blackett and Yadon now. They, it, it, that seems to be our our back five now, and I think most fans, are, you know, are pretty content with that. I don't think anyone can really really complain. You at can't that. really make a case for anybody else coming into the
0: team no. ahead of those five. No, no, certainly not. Um, so moving on further up the field, we've obviously got the two the two central midfield loan signings as well in Baker and Ajaria. Um, I actually thought Baker's – it was one of Baker's best games in a Reading shirt so far yesterday. Um, he, he seemed to play a slightly different role, for me at least, uh, in terms of what he was asked to do yesterday. It seemed to be much more of a a holding midfield role um, where he not necessarily was there to try and put his foot in and win the ball back, but he was there more to break up the play and then knock it forwards to a Swift or a, a McCleary. Um and I, I was relatively impressed by Baker
1: yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think like you say, it was it was definitely one of his, one of his, if not the best performance. I think he's he's made he, he, he didn't because in the past he's sometimes been a bit lackluster with the ball. He's given given the ball away in quite stupid positions before. But it, I think it was it was just a very solid, clean performance from him from him yesterday. Probably you know a, you know a typical seven seven mate I'd probably say seven out of ten performance. You know, in I think he he had been quite disappointing so far since he'd come in because he'd it, it, it not really done done anything really. Like I say, it'd it, it been quite quite lacklustre with the ball, giving giving the ball away, going forwards as well. I mean, a, a lot a lot had been said about his about his shooting and uh, especially I think set set pieces in 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 the past, his free kick ability and stuff, but. You know, we 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 yet to see that going going forwards, but I think yes, yesterday his his calmness, his 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 passing, it it was it it you couldn't you couldn't really fault it at all. It was it 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 was his best best performance I think in a Reading shirt. So I think it was nice nice to see it see it coming together for him because he has got a lot of potential. So you know, I think hope hope hopefully he can start kicking on from this and um, move forward really. And then obviously
0: alongside him, we've got Ajaria, um, who again I thought he's he's definitely being asked to play in a a different role than his normal role, and he seems to have picked up the uh, the slack where Rinamoto has been injured. And, I, and whilst I'm not sure he's doing the job to the same extent that Rinamoto was doing it while before he was injured, I think he's done a more than capable job so far in that in that central midfield role he's he's been given. Um, he's, he certainly wins the ball often. He's got very good control with his feet, and he does. He's able to pick out a pass, even if it's only a a, a short forward pass. He is able
1: to pick out a man who's who's got a bit of space. Yeah, well, I, I I think Ajaria, to be fair, has probably been the one loan signing that's gone under the radar a bit because not 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 much has really been said about it cause he's because obviously you've got some quite big names that have come in like. Like the likes of Baker and stuff, you know, they're you know arguably bigger names than him. But I think got he's got a bit
0: of a reputation, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where it, like, whereas I think not, 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 not too many people I think were too sure about Ajari when 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 he came in, what position he might play. I think some people thought he might be a winger, some people might thought he was going to be a midfielder. But I think, it, especially especially yesterday as well, I thought yesterday was a very another very good performance from him. But he's he's putting quite a few good performances. I think he's very good with the ball at his feet. Very, very good at getting out of tight situations, and and um, like I say, I think his roles changed a bit. Whilst um, uh, Renner Motors has been um, been out, he's been asked, like you say, to to run a bit more. I mean, it, it, it does mean that sometimes he... will. I, th- I think pretty much in all all the last few games, he's been taken off after about about seventy minutes or so because because he, he's just running and running and running. But I think he's he's more than done a job. I think you know he's 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 been more than capable of you know kind of filling that board of Rinomoto it's always going to be quite hard to fill to fill Rinomoto's boots but but yeah I think especially in a position that you're not necessarily yeah. comfortable Very or it, natural yeah. in uh,
0: mm-hmm. on the subject of Rinna-Mota, uh which of those three midfielders if Rinomoto is back for next week and fingers crossed that he is although I do seem to recall seeing uh seeing online that he was still in a protected boot this week um, so potentially he won't be back for next week. But once he is back, you would have to assume he comes straight back into the first team. Um, which of the three midfielders would you would you be dropping out, out for him? Um, I mean, for me personally, I think probably given Ajari's performances, I, I'd find it tough to drop him. Mm. Uh, but also, you do have to weigh up that ajari has been playing in, a, a, again, we've, like we've just said, a different role to what he potentially has wanted to play. So will he be as successful if Ajari, if we dropped Baker as an example, would Ajaria be as successful as Baker in in the Baker
1: role? Um it's it's tough to say. Mm. I think for me personally, I think definitely for the first game, unless Baker um has some very good standout performances, maybe if he's if if Rindamot is still out next week, if he has a fantastic performance next week, I think it would be hard not to drop Baker um, because Ajari I think, has been he's been so calm and settled in the midfield. I I I, I wouldn't really see why why you why you drop Ajaria really and keep Baker in the side. I mean, you know, both of them have their have their pros and cons, but I think at the moment it would be so hard to to drop Ajaria in my opinion, and I think it would have to be would have to be Baker out of the two of them. So makes sense. So moving
0: on, moving on. So on to next week. Um, it's obviously another massive, massive match for Reading. Um, we're playing nineteenth, nineteenth place Wigan. I want to say nineteenth. Yeah. Nineteenth um, place Wigan at home at the Madetsky. And uh, if we beat them, there is the potential that we could go above them. They have a game in hand at the minute um, against Frank Lampard's Derby County in mm-hmm. midweek, and Derby are falling faster than a stone in a pond currently. Um, so th- we may not be able to overtake Wigan next weekend. However, it does seem like the game is still going to be absolutely massive in terms of importance for us again, um, especially given the other fixtures which are taking place next weekend. Millwall have got Bolton at home, I want to say. Not Bolton, to- totally at sure. home. Bolton at oh, home. Okay, Bolton are at home. Walter at home to Millwall next week, and then Rotherham are playing Sheffield United away. So it does give us an opportunity, again, to try and actually pull clear of the relegation zone. Um, If if Rotherham do, as you would kind of expect, drop points against Sheffield United and and probably lose, if we can win, we would actually go clear of Rotherham by three points, potentially go above Wigan, um, and maybe above Millwall if... Bolton are somehow able to pull together a result against them, which would be huge if we could move up to nineteenth and actually have a bit of daylight between us in the relegation zone.
1: Yeah, I think I think given 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 Wigan's away form as well, it's such such a big opportunity for for the players. I mean, um, I think when and if if we can move up to nineteenth, when when was the last time? We were, you know, out of the twenties in the league table. You know, no, I think I don't want to, don't want to think about it. It's been <laughs> far too long, hasn't it? Yeah, I think psychologically, again, for for everyone—the players, the players, the 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 club, the fans—I think it 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 be it be so massive if we can get if we can get that win, especially when you've got when you've got Leeds coming to town, um, on the following Tuesday. You know, I think it, it's 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 almost too, too good of an opportunity to try and, you know, miss because it's, you know, you just, you, you, you look at, you look at Wigan's away form and you do, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent to, to our, our away form. I think they've only won once away from home again all year, which, which, which again, it is, you can you can't, you've got to be taking these opportunities, especially when, when you're at home in a, in a relegation fight and, it's it like like I say. It's such a key key game to try and pull away from from them and start putting pressure on all the other teams. Because you know it's, it's it's not just between Reading and Rotherham anymore. You know it's will have been drawn into it. And if if we if we win, e- even if we can beat beat Frank Lampard's Derby County in the week, <laughs> even even if it, even even if they manage a re- result against them, you know it, it will still. Keep them three or, or like within you know three to five points of the relegation zone, it will still be so close and it, it stops it from being a two horse race into almost a you know a four or five team team race. So, yep, yeah, I totally
0: agree. We're gonna actually got the next three games away from home, so they've got Derby away in midweek and then us away at the weekend, followed by Blackburn away the weekend, uh, the following midweek, in fact. So, there is potential that we could go on and lose the next three and actually be seeing in the relegation zone um they are however unbeaten in their last five um beating qpr at the start of february and then drawing every game since which includes draws away at rotherham and then at home for their last three matches including a draw against ipswich where they equalized in the last minute um so you you, you can't can't say next week it's going to be an easy game by any means um the, I mean, like you said, their away form hasn't been fantastic. They've, had, they've lost 12 games so far this season out of 16 away from home. Um, so if, if there's ever an opportunity for us to finally win back-to-back matches, which we haven't done since, was it November 2017, I think? I
1: think, I think I, it, it was October like November or December, I think, because it, it, was, it was right at the end of one month, start of the next. I think it might have been... It was November or December, yeah. I think it's somewhere
0: around the region of 60 matches or so. You might have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's somewhere around 60 matches of that back-to-back wins. If ever there was an opportunity for us to win back-to-back matches, now this is probably going to be one of our best opportunities at home to, mm-hmm. I think, the second worst away team in the league after Rotherham in terms of points. Um, and even that is kind of misleading given that, uh Wigan's only win as you have said they've only had one win away from home this season their one win away from home came against Stoke and it was two weeks into the season um and since then they've managed three draws away from home not 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 a glistening away record it's not that? a great away record <laughs> no um so, what do you think, Matt? The score will be next week. How do you think we will line up if Oliveira is injured, and uh, how do you
1: see the game going? Um, I think if Oliveira is injured, then obviously you'll look straight to Bodvarsson to come in. But then, if Bodvarsson's injured as well, um, I could almost see I could almost see Gomez putting Danny Loader in there. To be fair, because he. he he seem he seems to quite like him. He's 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 kept him in a, in and around the squad. I know he put him back in the under twenty threes, um, just before that Manchester United game, uh, Manchester United game in the um uh, in the cup where he got the hat trick. Um, but he 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 does seem to he does seem to really like him. And I think per- personally, I'd rather I'd rather see him up top than Maiti. I think because like I say, even even though I do like Maiti and I think a lot of fans do. He, he has very little end end product and i think you know if 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 you'd want a chance to fall to either Mateo or loader you'd rather it fall to loader i think so i think a lot a lot does ride on the fitness of of our strikers but i i can't i can't go with anything else than a win to be fair like, I, like it's i think if if it, if if they do draw, it, it 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 will just put a downer on on the whole week as well. It, you know, at some point they need to back up, back up a win with a win. You know, and especially when you've when you've had three relegation relegation rivals back to back. You know, they they've got to back it up at some point. I think, and like I say, it's it's the prime opportunity to back it up. It's not going to be an easy game, obviously, but. It's hopefully one of these games that we can
0: just push through, scrape another win, just move that move that three points closer to safety. I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess from my my standpoint, I, I would probably play Matei up top. Uh, despite, like you say, I don't really think he's got much of an end product. Maybe he has. Maybe he's just off form. However, I think Matei is just that a little bit more menacing than loader up top even if matey isn't going to be mm. the one who finishes a chance or, or actually scores for us i think he's probably going to just be able to bring other players into the game
1: a little bit more than danny loader um, i guess i guess Mete does give you the um the physical edge obviously he's he's probably our best header of the ball in the team i think um so i mean you could you, you could maybe play play McCleary down one side Barrow down the other and try Try and try and get crosses into him, or or or, or play play the ball up, up to him a bit more. He'd be able to knock it down. He 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 can hold the ball up all, like okay. Um, so I think it's it's I think it's it's almost a fifty-fifty. I think who would start up top out of the two of two of them. I think really. So, but I, I think they're both much of a muchness. I think they both have their strong strong points and weak points. So I think. You know, I th- I think whichever whichever one starts up top, I wouldn't really be have too many complaints if if one starts over the other. I think so. So yeah, uh, we'll just have to
0: hope hope that Nelson's injury isn't as serious as Gomez was making out yesterday after the game. Or Bodvarsson could come back. Or the Bodvarsson <laughs> can come back. Yes, yes. Uh, currently, the, a bit of a forgotten man under Gomez, really, um, mm. Bodvarsson so far.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's been it's been a bit of a strange one. Obviously, he he, he, he had. Birth is, his I think it was baby daughter. I think right at the start, start of his tenure, he's not really featured. Featured since really, he's had a couple off the bench. I, I, I can't. I don't think he's actually started a game under Gamers. I don't think. I'm not sure that he has. No, no. But yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it 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 would be brilliant to see him back in back in the starting lineup. I think, and he'll give he'll, you know, he he gives it gives the team a different dimension. So. So yeah, hopefully one of them will be fit. I think. Yeah, and Wigan
0: obviously they're not they're not necessarily the strongest team going forwards. either. they've only actually scored thirty three goals this season, which is less than nice us going forwards. And much has been said about our lack of creativity and goals going forwards. So um, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be I'm not I I don't want to jinx it, but I I don't think I could be too, I
1: wouldn't be too concerned with Wigan going forwards. They've only scored thirteen goals away from home. I think they've 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 really struggled of late as well because they've been without um, Nick Powell. 'Cause he, he, he was injured for quite quite a long time and I think he's coming back to fitness. I I think I think he might be can't remember if, if he if if he played yesterday, but I I'm pretty sure I heard he was coming back to fitness. And if if he does play against Reading, obviously that that gives that, that will give Wigan an extra threat because he's been he he was fantastic for them at the start of the season. Certainly one of their best players, yeah. Yeah. So I think again a lot will ride. On his fitness for for Wigan, I think as well. So, and what what their expectations might be going into the game. And if I if I can get a quick score prediction from you, Matt. Ooh, um, two we'll nil. Two oh, nil. Two nil. Reading clean sheet. <laughs> two nil to Reading. Clean um, sheet. No
0: no last minute drama this no week. No dramas. Hopefully. First half, two goals. We'll say Mateo and McCleary I think i'm going to go for a, a scrappy 1-0 reading win uh and hopefully just just let's hope that neither of us have uh have jinxed it here <laughs> touch wood touch wood indeed um i think that is that is everything here from the elm park rules podcast um paul should be hopefully be back next week hosting the show and uh yes until then thank you everybody